Hello, and welcome to a podcast from the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. This is Ann DeSantis here with our board president, Mickey Kelly. Mickey, welcome back again. Good to have you here with us. Hi, thank you for having me, Ann. I'm really excited. I I have to be honest, when we were when I saw the this virtue we're going to be covering on the on for the uh the divorce podcast, I have to be honest, I thought it was this perfect timing because <laughs> I think a lot of us can admit that we lack it. You know, whether it's um towards family members, friends, even like coworkers or something. And boy, what a time we needed this. And let's face it, we do not need to be in the medical profession to understand this. Absolutely. Now, let me make that introduction. Thank you so much. So this is our 10 Virtues podcast for divorced and separated, as you saw when you watched the beginning of the video here. And we are talking about patients, as Mickey said. And um, I would like to read, if I could, um, now, this is from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and it says that the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. And it says that they belong in their fullness to Christ, son of David, the complete and perfect of the virtues of those who receive them. And, and then it goes on to say, excuse me here for a second, um, that they make the faithful docile, docile in readily obeying divine inspirations. And then a little bit lower in the same area. Now that was from 1831 in the catechism. It says, 1832 says that the fruits of the spirit are perfections that the Holy Spirit forms in us as the first fruits of eternal glory. The tradition of the church has list 12 of them. Charity, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, and chastity. So notice that the one, two, three, the fourth of those is patience. So let's talk more about that, Mickey. You said um, that you think that it is a, a, an, a, a virtue that we all need. Tell us a little bit more in terms of your own life, what, how you've seen that it's so important to have that patience. Well, Ann, I don't need to have a, uh, a background in medicine to practice patience, especially in, you know, it's, that's a pun, by the way. But I think for patients is that we have, I think a lot of us have problems because like we like to get things done right away, you know, without like delay. But I think sometimes we have to understand that, you know, we may have to take some time like to do these things. For example, as a teacher, you know, I have to be a little patient with some students because you like, especially I have to deal with some who have uh, behavioral issues. Like I had to, like, I have to make sure I don't lose my cool. Otherwise they get the best of me. They get the kind of like the upper hand, so to speak. That's one. And I think a lot of teachers can relate to that too. Like I get them to quiet down and focus and ready to learn, you know, whatever they're going to learn in class. Meanwhile, you also have maybe everyday life, like, I don't know how often somebody can relate, but somebody cuts you off for, you know, not driving the, the way you want them to. So you, you can get to work on time or get somewhere where you need to be. And, you know, 
you're like really tempted, like somebody cuts you off, you want to try to cut in front of them and, you know, flip the bird or anything like that, which I don't encourage that, by the way, but I know some people tend to do it. You know, perhaps somebody, perhaps there's a, a somebody that is not an experienced driver. You know, it's, you know, you got to understand, okay. Like I remember I, I had to correct my dad a couple of times, like there was, there was a car in front of us and then, like, as he got a little closer, he realized, oh, it was, an, it was a nun. I'm like, I looked at my dad, like, I think him like one of those salt, I think him like one of those salty looks. Like, dad, what were you thinking? Punking your horn at a nun? Come on. <laughs> the other thing, too, is I think also we have to be patient. And I, I think it's very fitting because sometimes I think spouses or those that are like in a, commit a relationship like i and i see i've seen this happen in the past i feel like too that maybe like there's that one spouse that likes to get things done right away and the other person's like maybe we should just take our time we just like need to think this through or whatever but like the one is like kind of kind of like the demanding type you know hey let's just do it get it done you know what have you but like, I think there are some mitigating circumstances. Maybe that person is sick or maybe they have a lot going on, whatever the case is. And we don't really take that into consideration. So I, I think all in all, those are some of the things I can really think of that where we really need to be a little more patient, you know, and I think a lot where we also lack it. And I think we need to improve that, you know, going forward. Great thoughts. I think all of us at one time or another too have had some kind of patience issue with driving no matter what. So I think that's a good thing to uh, think about. Now, our audience today obviously is our divorced and separated. People are going through divorce or they've been divorced and you know, you're thinking to yourself maybe like, how can I be patient with everything I've been through? Maybe you're in uh, a really bad divorce right now and you know, it doesn't seem like things are ever going to end. Or maybe you need to be patient with an ex-spouse in just in becoming more civil to them, because that can happen sometimes is that, you know, when these kinds of things happen, and I've seen it before, um, it's either going to go one of a few different ways, right? It's either, it's either they're going to have a divorce where it's a, always a sad thing, but at least maybe for the sake of the kids or even for the sake of God, right? God himself is that you be civil to one another. And then you have those situations where it's a very bad divorce and the relationships between you and your ex spouse, or even some of their family members or previous friends are all very challenging and difficult. And then there's people that it's sort of somewhere in the middle. But I guess what I'm trying to say here is that the virtue of patience will help you to get through all of those challenging times when you're not sure what direction things are going in. And maybe you're waiting for your life to get better because a lot of times when people get divorced or separated or an old, they can also start to feel like, where is God? Where is God in all of this? Now, I said it on other podcasts before that, Mickey has never been divorced or separated. Neither have I. He's single. I'm married. Um, but we're both uh, adult children of divorce. So we understand that from what we've experienced. 
So I don't know, Mickey, if you wanted to speak a little on that, because I do think that there's a certain patience level for someone who's affected by divorce in some way, shape or form. Yes. And I, I feel like too, like, and I've kind of noticed that I feel like some people like, you know, I think we're quick to judge, be like, you're such an impatient person or whatever. Like, you know, we're quick to do that without taking into consideration. Maybe they had a poor experience where, you know, they saw how, what happened when the spouse could be short fused over something that could be, could have quietly been resolved. And then you also have maybe scenarios where you have scenario, like, you know, things like that. I, I, I think for me, like, I know, like, like, I know there are times like my mom and I, we kind of butt heads and it's over like the lack of patience. Like my, I know my mom, like she likes to get things done. She demands like kind of like uh, perfection. And honestly, I think, I feel like too, I think that's like one of the things like people that don't have pace, like someone that could be like, you know, perfectionist. I mean, like, I don't think my mom's anywhere close to it, but like, you know, she's the type that like, she wants to make sure it's like done properly and all that. And if I don't do it, you know, I get that, you know, lecture, like blah, 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 blah. And I just like try to lend in one year and out the other, but don't tell her that. Oops. Anyhow, uh, but I, I feel like too, like we have to really understand like, not everyone has the, the skills that can, you know, do this for like, say, cleaning or, you know, maybe to do this for like decorating. And it's very easy. Like we try to flip them off, like treat them like human garbage, which, first of all, that's dehumanizing somebody. Second, you know, I like I mean, how often are we patient with people that probably show signs of like autism, sort of speak. And let's say, I think there are a lot of families that, well, we know they have kids, you know, on the spectrum. And it's a challenge to, it's a challenge, you know, to help those kids out. I mean, I, I hear stories of like, those are on the spectrum that like, they're trying to do the things that best their ability, but the customers are not like, you're helping them out. And then like, there are times like, there's like a, a team leader, let's say if you're at Chick-fil-A or something, someone on the spectrum is trying to like bring up your order or something and they're like taking longer than like somebody had to step in and be like here i'll help you out you know those kind of things but i think it's just it doesn't hurt to like just like you got to realize like this person could be starting out this person probably has things can i process the way like normal people can or like you know i mean if you're in the military, I mean, like the drill, the drill sergeants are going to be like on your case, you know, every so often, but they want to make sure like you're at the ready, you know, when there's like attacks or when you have to go on a mission, you know, after cer certain times. But, but I think it, for, for us, we have to understand that, you know, patience can really help us. And the, the vice against the virtue of patience is anger. And I feel like a lot of people don't know when to bear things patiently to understand that like there are things out of their control, like they can't get angry over the small things, like, you know, big deal. You know, this person didn't know what to do, they have to seek help and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a sign of humility. Yes. 
So well said. And a lot of what you're bringing up, even like say families who have a child with special needs, or maybe it's an elderly parent that someone's having difficulty with. I mean, there's all kinds of relationships, all kinds of relationships that uh, people have a challenge with, isn't there? there? There's so many. Now, I'd like to read a couple quotes, if I could, from saints. Now, one is from uh, Bishop Fulton Sheen, Venerable Fulton Sheen. He says that patience, I know you love him, patience is power. Patience is not an absence of action. Rather, it is timing. And he puts that word in quotes. It waits on the right time to act for the right principles and in the right way. So isn't that a good one? And another one I have is from Proverbs, from the book of Proverbs. It says that hot tempers cause arguments, but patience brings peace. And that's from Proverbs 15, 18. Um, but isn't it true? I'm glad you brought that up, that the opposite of patience, like the, the vice of patience is anger, right? And so when somebody has to hold back their anger, they're being patient. And so for you who are watching this podcast or listening to it, and you're going through a challenging time with a divorce, just remember to be patient because God has your best interest at heart and your family, obviously. You know, our foundation is always for marriage. We're always for the repair of marriages. And we have a lot, we do a lot for marriage enrichment, but we also understand we exist too for those people that even despite the best efforts that sometimes something goes wrong in a marriage where there wasn't something right in the first place where the church recognizes that as an annulment, right? When you get an annulment, it's, it's a declaration of nullity to say that from the beginning, there was something missing from this marriage. Don't forget to check our resources, by the way, for all of you watching for divorced and separated on our website at nonatis.org because we have a for the divorce page. So we have a video series on annulments. We have a lot there. So definitely check it out. But back to patience. I mean, um, what did you think, Mickey, about what Venerable Fulton Sheen had to say about it? Because isn't it true that patience is a true virtue of our faith? Oh, absolutely, Anne. I mean, Fulton Sheen is rich in wisdom. You know, you see in his writings, you hear it on his radio talks. You also see it, too, in his show, Life is Worth Living. But I think if there's one thing that we must understand is that patience is everything. And everyone can have it. You know, and honestly, it's a daily practice to, to, to practice that virtue. Like we could be anxious or you know, angry if things don't go our way. And I think if there's one thing that edu like I'll use an example here. Educators definitely need this virtue because, you know, they, they're going to be dealing with a myriad of abilities brought forth by their students. So you may have some that are able to get it in like with a snap of the finger. You have some that are like, maybe like right here, and then you have those that are like that have a say like a, a challenging hill to climb and you may have to work with those students a little more to help them get to say here where they can comprehend the material a little more regardless of what the subject is and i think you know for us 
you know, older siblings, they have to be patient, you know, with their younger siblings who are like teasing them or maybe they're like doing things that are like, you know, causing them some hysteria. I remember a colleague told me a story about his son. You know, he used to be, he had like, um, he used to be clever and he actually would make some of his um, Halloween, like his Halloween costumes from scratch to one point that he was taking some things from his sister's room. And the sister was like, you know, yelling and screaming, like, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? And like the dad had to step in and like say, what's going on here? And then it was like, telling, was trying to get her to calm down a little bit. Like, hey, he's, maybe there's a method to his madness, so to speak. Then you also maybe like in the workforce, like in everyday life in the workforce, like how often it's like the supervisor or the boss is like, yo, why aren't you getting this done? What's going on here? Maybe there are some things like that. The, the, the worker can't understand and be like, okay, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I have to seek like help every so often. You know, it'd be easy to be like, I showed you this before. You know, it's easy for us to do it, but then it's another where like, be like, you know what? Maybe I wasn't clear enough about this. Here's what you do. You know, and I think that second part, right? The, the, the other version I just gave you right there. I think that makes a difference between being, you know, short fused, and, you know, being like, just taking the time to maybe just stepping away from what you normally do and be like, you know, what? maybe I should probably help a couple of my coworkers how to do this, how to do that. You know, and it makes a difference, not only to you, but also to them. Well, I think what you're describing is like patience in action. And that's really what we need to do, isn't it? I mean, we need to not just talk about and pray about it. We need to try to do it, too. We need to try to develop that that virtue. Um, of course, I, I'm not discounting that prayer isn't the best way to get there because when you pray, you're taking the time to listen to God and to develop your relationship with him. And as we know, through Christ, we can do anything, really. We can we can get through the ch most challenging of times. Um, a couple more quotes I have, actually two more, three more I'm going to read. Um, one of them says, to be humble and gentle in every way be patient with each other and lovingly accept each other. That's from Ephesians 4, 2. I also have a quote from St. John Katina. And I, honestly, I don't know him very well, but I'm going to read one of his quotes. He says, to fight all error, but do it with good humor, patience, kindness, and love. Harshness will damage your soul and spoil the best cause. Think about it. And the last one I have is from St. Faustina, who I, a lot of us know and love. She says that patience, prayer, and silence, these are what give strength to the soul. So let's turn it again back to our audience, those who are affected by divorce and separation, especially that last one, that patience, prayer, and silence, these are what give strength to your soul. If you're watching this podcast right now, you're thinking, you know what? I don't have patience with my ex or, or any of his relatives or her relatives or with maybe even with your own kids or your family. You're losing your patience because of what's going on around you. Well, I would just say to hold on tight to your faith because through your faith, you can get through this time and you can look back years from now and you can see and understand that God is with you and God got you through one of the hardest times of your life. Um, Mickey, I didn't know if you wanted to speak to that. You and I are both adult children of divorce and we have some wisdom there. So any wisdom that you want to share on that with divorce and separated families? 
Well, and I think it can be chaotic at times. You know, when you have um, divorced parents and like, but like, I think one of the things that I kind of saw was that, and I, I spoke about this on a number of occasions, how like my dad, you know, kind of warmed up to my stepdad, you know, to the point where my dad invited him to go target shooting somewhere. And there were times that like my, my dad also would like, you know, offer us transportation to go somewhere. So say, for example, we had um, an event to go to uh, related, um, you know, related to like family events. And my dad would offer to transport us. So that way there, like we all got in the carpool and just like, bam, you know, just, you know, do that. That's one thing I could say, um, you know, it does, patience does take time. It does have to provide like an extra effort and it's a daily practice, you know, whether we're waiting to get the change at the store or we are waiting for someone to get ready to go, you know, whatever the case is, like, you just like, you know, like, I think some practice, I would say, like, just spend some time, like, just, just meditating on a, on a, on a verse, you know, by heart. And I think that could really help you, you know, to, you know, to hinder thoughts of anger or thoughts of like trying to rush somebody to get ready. I feel like maybe like praying, like, like, I think we talked about this a moment ago too. And that I feel like prayer is probably a good way to exercise patience. Maybe just for like, maybe like do like a deck of the rosary or something, or maybe just throw up like three Hail Marys a day or say, maybe a litany or even the Angelus, like, you know, at six noon and, you know, six in the evening, you know, those things right there could help, you know, quash, you know, the, the thoughts of getting impatient or angry over something that's not done right. Yes, absolutely. Great advice as always. And, um, you know, I want to just invite everybody to go watch the rest of the ones that we've done before for this podcast series. This is a whole 10-part series on our Philly Nonatus YouTube channel. So subscribe to the channel and click the little bell because then every time a new podcast comes out, then it, it when it goes live, you get the notification. Um, this is also on Facebook too on our St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation Facebook page. So don't forget to uh, like and subscribe there too. Uh, and our website, always say that, check out our services, our free pastoral consultations, our prayer requests, all the things that we do to help you so that you can get over the past, so that you can be healed, so that you can grow in your faith. So Mickey, any final words before we end? Well, Anne, I think you actually are going to beat me in offering and dropping quotes on this episode here, but I actually would like to close with a quote from St. Peter Damon, one of the great doctors of the church. The best penance is to have patience with the sorrows God permits. A very good penance is to dedicate oneself to fulfill the duties of every day with exactitude and to study worth with all our strength. And I think what this great doctor of the church reminds us is that, that patience is a good penance for the times that we have been angry for the times that we haven't been charitable towards people, when we try to demand things get done right away without realizing some things may have to take time and it's beyond our control. You know, whether it's work, home, 
you know, making sure kids are like getting things done. And this is something I need to practice a little more as an educator. And I think, you know, also too, in our, in our spiritual journey, you know, we're encountering people who have fell away from the faith and it's easy. Like we want to force them back, but I think we have to plant the seeds first and then just like keep saying like, Hey, I saw this event. Maybe you should come with me to this. And I think that's really like, instead of like, you know, in, in it, like in a charitable way, of course, you know, I feel like you can't have patience without being charitable towards people mm-hmm. and also being merciful. You know, I, I feel like they could be like the three-headed virtue monster, I like to call it, you know, charity, patience, and mercy. You know, those three right there, those three virtues together, you got the three-headed virtue monster right there where they kind of complement each other. Awesome. Mickey, thank you so much uh, for being a guest on this podcast. Well, I shouldn't say a guest, you're a host, a host of this podcast. So thank you all again. Don't forget to subscribe and we will see you next time. God bless. Okay.